Hi, and welcome to the Trailbusters podcast, where we talk everything outdoors and adventure. I'm Ethan. I'm Bing. I'm Will. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to get outdoors uh, when you've got a busy life. That's right. Nature connection for the busy dude. How do you find time in the course of a weekday, maybe a busy weekend when you've got lots of chores, to just spend some time outside connecting to the great outdoors, Um, little mini camping trips and the like. So uh, what do you guys think? What are some ways that you find nature connection uh, during a busy day? I mean, the easiest one is just pretty much to go outside, uh, get some fresh air, exercise, walks, runs, bike rides, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's easy enough. Um, put on your shoes, put on a jacket, put on a hat, good to go. Yeah. Or if you're down here, just put on your shoes. (laughs) Or flip flops, maybe if you're even more self. Yeah. 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 Depending, depending on the day we've, we've shot recently from like, uh, we had a day last week where it hit freezing and two days before that it was like upper eighties, which for you Canadian folk, I think is like 30, 35. Wow. So it's been, it's been wild down here, but, but yeah, for the most part, just go out for a walk. That's one of my favorite things about having a dog now, um, with Rocky, um, especially being as young as he is, I'm not really supposed to, you're not supposed to take them for too long of walks when they're little or they can get joint issues when they're older. So with Rocky, I do like 20 to 30 minute walks, probably like five or six times a day. Just kind of nice to break up the day, get out a little bit go walk around, um, see a little bit of nature in the neighborhood, get a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, I like doing the same walk like consistently and you start to notice things differently. Like I find, you know, with, uh, at least here in Ontario, the season changes are so dramatic that if you mm -hmm. do the same like walk every day and you're paying attention, you're kind of like making, there's a little bit of intentionality to it. You try to notice what plants are flowering or what have you, what trees are blooming and what birds are yeah. doing like you can really there's a lot to notice and a lot to see and um, be surprised by um, and i think there's something about doing the same walk that can actually be a very deep connection to nature that you might not even get doing like a big through hike or an epic right. camping trip because everything's you know, so new you know what's interesting mm-hmm. though like i'm i don't like going for the same walks i find that kind of repetitive <laughs> yeah. and, and kind of boring for myself but that being said though like i still walk in the neighborhood but always taking different routes. So nice. it's like you're doing the same walk, but every time you're walking a different path. So it's, it yeah. kind of breaks things up a little bit. It doesn't feel as repetitive. But I get totally. the point. Like you, you still see the same uh, things over and over, but you're just seeing them in a different order, and you do notice quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to, when, when I lived downtown Ottawa, um, I like to go for... Evenings and weekends, Ottawa is kind of a weird city where it quiets down a lot because um, there's not there's not like a the busy nightlife that you get in a place like Toronto as much, um, especially when you're not on like the two main streets that have bars. So I'd like to go for like longer walks um, where I'd go like in the evening for like an hour long walk and I just do various different streets and kind of see different houses and a lot of people have cool gardens and stuff like that or walk down the canal things like that um, which is also really mm, great if nice. you're looking for time to listen to a podcast or maybe an audiobook <laughs> or something which is often what I do is go for like a nice long walk get some refreshing air 
see some interesting different places and listen to something um, you know, to kind of black out the city noises a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what's actually, you brought up a pretty cool point, walking down the canal. I imagine like in the winter time, like you can just skate down the canal, right? And that oh, that be- was that was the best. Um, when, when I was in school still, um, I lived downtown and I went to Carleton and it was like opposite ends of the canal. So I, when, when the weather was nice for it, I could skate to school faster than any other mode of transport. It was really cool. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Uh, I love that. I, I, few snowy nights, like skating down the canal and having to like step into a snowbank so a snowplow can go by because they're cleaning off the ice surface. But, right. Uh, That's but yeah, amazing. It, was, it was really nice. I love bike rides too. That's another great thing because yeah, you, sure. you can go so much further, you know, like great, mm-hmm. great to explore. I, I like kind of loose bike rides where you're, you're sort of like heading in a direction. Maybe you have a destination in mind, but you're kind of like not really being strict about how to get there and just let yourself kind of meander a bit. Mm-hmm. It can be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I only had a bike for a little bit in Ottawa, but I really loved having it. Um, I was, I was also a big um, daydream house snoop person where I'd like to just go ride through neighborhoods with houses I couldn't afford and just be like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> could you oh, imagine yeah. living in that? I like right downtown that. Ottawa, I can't imagine how many hundreds of thousands or maybe millions of dollars the house is worth. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to do that too, um, like for runs and stuff like that. Like going through... I think the ravine and the paths that we have here um, kind of cuts into those neighborhoods so you can kind of get off the trail a little bit and, you know, go around those neighborhoods. But yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. They also tend to be the, you know, the neighborhoods with the nicer scenery around them too. Right. There's there's a reason you're paying those premiums for that land. Um, so there can be some really cool like parks and stuff that you find, little hidden gems. Um, so that that can be really fun to go around. Yeah, to all those homeowners who find random runners just looking at your houses, yeah, don't hate us. We're just admiring your property. <laughs> yeah. Today's and maybe the cars in your, in your driveway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I find, like, one of the things that I try to do or, or want to do more of, like, I don't do it as often as I'd like, is take my car, drive somewhere, and then do a big run or, like, physical activity in a different part of town. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see people doing that a lot at the beaches. Like they'll drive to one of the big beaches on Lake Ontario and go for like a run or work out on the beach. And I always see that. I'm like, that's such a good idea. But for whatever reason, I don't, I don't really do it myself. So it's something I'd like to take up as a more intentional thing of like in the more, maybe more on a weekend, but you could do it on the weekday, like get up early, drive to the beach, watch the sunrise, you know, like why not? You know what? Well, every day. Like I do that quite a bit for, um cycling mm. just take the bike out to oh, cool. a different location and just do a path starting from there so well like when things start opening up let's let's go for some bike rides like i do okay. that quite a bit i'd love that i i actually um my neighborhood unfortunately is kind of um one thing i've noticed about Asheville, or at least the area i'm in right now is it's really hard to walk around on the streets um there's a lot of areas where it's rural enough that there aren't sidewalks Mm. and because of the like 
the streets and stuff, it's just dif- difficult to feel safe walking down these like narrower streets with a little bit higher speed limits and a lot of corners. Um, so when I want to take Rocky for a longer walk, what I do is I go over to the River Arts District, which is like a 10 minute drive from me. And there's like a ton of parking areas and they've got this really, really nice paved trail that goes down along the French Broad River. So on one side, you have this really nice big wide river. And this weekend when we went, there were a bunch of people, I went, um, yesterday with Rocky, there were a bunch of people kayaking down it and a lot of people like biking and rollerblading and walking up and down this path. They have like a main path and then like a separate bike path, uh, that goes along the road, but kind of separate from the road. And then on the other side of the road is a bunch of old, um, factories and warehouses and stuff and some of them are kind of abandoned but a lot of them have been restored into like art galleries and they have a bunch of like cool wall art and it's it's a really interesting mix of things uh, and there's a lot of cool things to see there and it's a really nice it's it's the perfect length walk for Rocky where if I do um, most of that in back uh, he's pretty much wiped out for the day that's like his big <laughs> activity for the day uh, and eventually the really cool part in my opinion is the perfect day when he's old enough is uh, we go over there and right where I park is right near my favorite taco place down here. Oh, nice. Sit outside and have some tacos. I love tacos. Um, And it's like a dog-friendly place, so I could bring Rocky. I could sit and have a taco or some tacos because they're little and then walk down along (laughs) his path. And at the other end, there's a park with a dog park. So that'd be like the perfect day. But I mean, he's young enough now that by the time we got to the dog park, he would be dead tired. Right. And if I let him play, I'd have to carry him back. But <laughs> I love planning perfect days. I, I haven't really done that lately because lockdown's been so oppressive, I guess. I haven't really like gotten to think about what a perfect day in Toronto would look like lately. But I think that's a really fun thing to do, eh? Just think about mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'll go to this coffee shop, you know, or this walk, and then I'll end up here and do this there. Yeah, you inspired me. I'm going to try to plan out my perfect day in Toronto, and I'll let you guys know what it is. I think we should let everyone it, know what it is. I'll tell yeah. the world. Yeah. I think uh, it's all about, like, finding uh, novelty in your daily routine, right? Like, getting out of just breaking your regular routine and doing something that's, you know, it, it might not even be that life-changingly fun in any way, but it's f- fun enough and different enough that it just, it makes your day so much better, especially if you can string those together. Yeah. And get in the, like, it's like a muscle, you know, to, that you can build up the capacity of like breaking out of like routine. For example, mm-hmm. you know, um, going for walks or runs, sometimes the hardest part is just getting out the door. But once you're out there, weather's good, you've got your running gear on, it's just so natural to just take off and explore and let the, your feet kind of carry you. And sometimes the biggest challenge is just getting out of that mental habit of routine. You know, like um, you're saying, Ethan, that really resonates with me, like that element of like improvising. Yeah. You, you can get better at that, you know? That was um, one of my favorite ways of getting outside um, more so back when I was in Canada, it's been a little bit harder down here. Um, it was, uh, motorcycle rides and I would take that approach all the time as I would just get on the bike and start going and I'd go for a ride for a while and just find a neighborhood I'd never been through and explore that or like find some country roads I've never been down and go until I started you know, get quite a ways out. And then I'd pop out my phone, look on the GPS and figure out where I was. <laughs> and then from there kind of go and there were all sorts of like I do little trips around town, which was really fun. Um, mm. There were a couple times where I'd like um, one time I just decided there was a 
town nearby that I heard about that I thought was cool. That was like an hour to an hour and a half drive away from Ottawa. So I just went and parked and got lunch and ended up having a sandwich downtown in this cute little cottage town sitting beside a river. Um, beautiful sunny day. Um, it's just like an amazing day from just like, uh, oh, I'm just going to go do this. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Like, I remember back in the day, I guess a couple of years ago, I used to do that quite a bit over the weekend, just aimlessly point at a direction on the map and just follow what road signs are saying. Um, it's like a mini road trip in the neighborhood. Well, mm-hmm. not in the neighborhood, in the region. Uh, and you find these small, quaint little towns that have, like, pretty awesome art galleries, uh, candy shops, and all that stuff. And you find, like, this little... A uh, nice diner or a restaurant, and you just make a pit stop at. I mean, it's it's probably the most um, interesting way to plan a road trip is to not plan one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always find that that's really cool. I'm I'm a huge planner. Like, I always have lists of all the gear I need to bring for a camping trip, all the stops I'm gonna do, all that stuff. But I find my some of the coolest things I've done are just the like. We'll see what happens when I get there. Yeah. I'm going to go in this direction. I'm going to find a place to eat. I'm going to find some place to sit down with a nice view. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to see. And I've done that a lot with my motorcycle. I think partly because um, when I'm in my car or my truck now, I, I always have my the ability to pull up a map and just look at it while I'm driving. Whereas my motorcycle... Um, I don't really have a way of having that live GPS view to easily navigate me somewhere. So I'm, I can do, I have like helmet communication that'll hook up to my phone so I can listen to map directions if I really need to. But, um, I find even that's not super, it's not as convenient to follow and it's just kind of a little more annoying. So I find it's, it's just a lot better to just be like, I'm going to go in this direction or, with the motorcycle too, it's a lot more stuff like, oh, this road looks like it'd be fun to ride on on right. the map. I'm gonna go ride down this and see if I can find something after it that makes it worth going up and down this road. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, definitely. It's as much about the physical experience of riding your bike or what have you as it is like mm-hmm. where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just bringing it back home, I guess. I think one thing that I really like to do is just yard work in general. Like, there's so much stuff that you have to kind of maintain and clean up around the house. Like, you know, mowing the lawn, getting the, uh, getting basically all the branches uh, cleaned up, uh, planting flowers, all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. That's a huge one. <laughs> I, I've been doing, I do a lot of gardening, and we have a vegetable garden, and we start all of our plants indoors. I actually learned a lot about how to do it from Nirav or our old boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But uh, I have a whole Shout out MJ Backyard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, he, he's, he's got an amazing Instagram if you guys want to follow him. Yeah, you really, it's an, unbelievable. He's fit like a full on like farm basically into like a suburban backyard. It's, it's amazing. So I got some pointers from him and I have like, I don't know, four artichokes, like 12 tomato plants, a bunch of green pepper and hot pepper plants all growing in my basement right now. And That's um, really cool. it's been really fun to watch these little sprouts grow and like water them and, and learn about the seasons and like when to plant them. And, and there's a whole like rhythm to it. And I really, really like that. That's awesome. I, I have a friend in Ottawa who's really, really big into gardening. And she, she's always had cool like garden landscapes at her houses and she's got this big plot right now where she's got 
all sorts of stuff she keeps updating me about on Instagram. She's got like chestnuts growing and uh, like a bunch of different smaller plants. And I don't even remember what 90% of them are called, but they all look really cool. And it's really cool to get those updates. Yeah, Um, it's really fun. It's a lot of work. And we did it last year, and we put them out too soon, and the frost killed them all. <laughs> oh, no. so, yeah, that'll, that'll happen in Canada. Yeah, you have to be really careful. You have to yeah. wait until it's like... Apparently, my... Um, I was going to say mother-in-law, but we're not actually married yet. Like, my almost mother-in-law said that it's May 2-4. Like, you have to wait till the 24th of May in, in Canada mm. before you can safely plant things outside. Yeah, just... but you can probably plant the seeds in, in the autumn time and then wait... Uh, over the winter and they will they'll start sprouting like in the spring like we i I think it really depends on on what you're planting too though like i think with certain flowers and plants that are more regional yes like and and a little bit more native to canada that would probably be great but if you're trying to grow certain food that might not be as good of a thing yeah right yeah i don't think i think i'm I'm thinking more in the contest yeah exactly i'm thinking more in the context of like um I guess it was flower, native flowers, uh, different mm. buds and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, and just like ground coverings and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that for sure. It's it's pretty cool. Like even just like, not I was going to say weeds, but like that's sort of a, a misnomer. Like just weeds. stuff like volunteers, you know, things that will just grow. And if you have like good soil, um, mm-hmm. well, you can get some pretty cool stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of like a uh, juxtaposition a little bit because... The weeds will grow if your yard or lawn or grass is not good. <laughs> but at the same time, they look good if they grow. So all the yeah, science see, and all that stuff. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never had um, that much of a yard. I was in a townhouse for a little bit in Ottawa, and I had a tiny little postage stamp of a yard that I pretty much spent all my time just weeding it. Um, so I didn't really do too much else. That one I didn't enjoy so much, and I haven't had much other yard experience but uh i i know i'm dying to get to the day where i have a yard down here and like yeah i just always think of my dad's house the the house i grew up in he's got like about an acre of land um big mostly grass and he likes to like um every weekend or every other weekend he's out there on the riding lawnmower for like four hours riding around cutting the grass listening to music (laughs) just like soaking up sunshine and then before that he goes and he rakes everything because he's got a bunch of pine trees with you get pine straw everywhere down there so a lot of people will build like pine straw beds around the base of trees and stuff kind of like instead of mulch you just put pine straw okay so he'll like rake everything up he'll pick up all the pine cones and uh, kind of clean up the yard so nothing will get you know destroyed in a lawnmower and flung across the Mm -hmm. yard and then he'll go and ride the lawnmower around and then he'll also do he's got like a bunch of brush so he'll do a bunch of brush work and he always has like a giant bonfire going at some point and it always culminates with like when i'm there you know i to be honest i don't help out as much as i should or used to but i'll come out and help pick up some stuff and then usually it ends up with the two of us standing around the bonfire watching all the yard waste burn having nice. a beer or something and that sounds fun just enjoying yeah. the evening as it starts to cool off and yeah absolutely random question though do you use pine cones as fire starters yes it's very um, good not huh? you not so intentionally down at my like my dad's house there's usually so much stuff and it's so dry he makes 
um, he's had to tone them down a little bit because he's made multiple times um, bonfires that have got the fire department called. <laughs> uh, especially if it's wetter or cooler and the smoke doesn't rise as much, it'll like fill the neighborhood with like low smoke. So he's had to learn to be careful with that because <laughs> some of them have gotten Jeez. out of control. Oh my God. Yeah. But, uh, they're usually contained. It's just like a lot of smoke. Right. Yeah. It but, depends what you're burning. Right. I think yeah. like in addition to yard work, one thing I was thinking that is a nice nature connection thing is just like spending time like working outdoors. Um, and I know it's not an option for, for you, Ethan, at least right now. But like one thing that I try to do is like, bring my computer uh to my front porch and sit on the our like porch furniture and like have my morning coffee and try to like do work outside and mm-hmm. it's like a little thing but it, it is nice and mm-hmm. you know you do all that yard work might as well enjoy the benefit yeah you know? do you also yell yeah. at the kids to get off your lawn too get off my lawn no no we <laughs> <laughs> i do not but yeah like i one of my goals is to get some really comfortable uh like patio furniture type things and have like mm-hmm. a hammock maybe or like um different kind, i don't know whatever just some kind of comfortable lawn furniture and like a really good work setup with like enough shade so i can see and maybe even run an extension cord out and just like work outside when it's warm out um, i think that would be really nice um, i so. i do actually have a really nice like back um back balcony Mm. on my apartment that's got a nice view um you basically are looking into a bunch of trees um, and in the winter when the trees aren't as leafy you can see through them to downtown mm. Asheville nice. um, and kind of the mountains behind it which is like it's it's a really nice view um it's nice to hang out there the one issue with doing exactly what Will just said is my wi-fi cuts out like as soon as I leave <laughs> the apartment for some reason Right. Yeah. And I, it must be something, something in the walls or something. Because as soon as I, if I, I think if I open the windows, I can get a bit of a signal. But it's like as soon as I step out on the balcony, I lose ninety percent of my Wi-Fi. Wow. Yeah, that'll do it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's really nice for sitting out with a book. Um, Rocky likes to sit out there, mm-hmm. so we'll sit out there and I'll, I'll read, or sometimes we'll just kind of chill and take in the ambiance. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Um, you know, one thing I really like to do, like after work and stuff like that is just, you know, sports in general, like mm-hmm. call up a friend, go play tennis, um, shoot some hoops and stuff like that. It's very easy. I think that kind of mm-hmm. just gets you outdoors and just make, gets you active. It doesn't really matter like where you play to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just a way to get active really. I recently did a uh, Frisbee golf, which I, I, I used oh, to heard play about that. Yeah, it's fun. I used to play ultimate frisbee, so I kind of I know how to throw a frisbee. Um, and my friend Nash uh, and his partner Guru, uh, who's also my friend, um, they invited me to come play frisbee golf with them. And Nash had a set of frisbees that you have. They're special frisbees you're supposed to use. It seems like you could use any kind of frisbee you want, but anyway, they're special frisbee golf frisbees. But in a lot of public parks in Ontario, and, and this is true in high school uh, in Nebraska, they had frisbee golf courses there as well, and. When I, where I grew up in high school, if you played frisbee golf, you were a stoner. That was like the <laughs> kind of like <laughs> thing. But turns out it's not just for stoners. Like it's really quite fun. Like you can, um, you basically it's it's golf, right? You have a frisbee, you throw it into the. There's like a 
thing that catches the frisbees. I don't know what is it's that called. The, is that the is that the thing with like a post and a bunch of chains around it and stuff? Yeah, like that? exactly. Yeah, it's it's like a a basket uh, with chains above it. And I think I will correct me if I'm wrong because I've never frothed before, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the idea is you hit the chains with the frisbee and it'll like knock mm-hmm. it down into the basket. Yeah, they kind of catch it, so you don't have to have like completely perfect aim. You just have to sort of most of the time if you just hit the pylon or I don't know the word for it, um, the frisbee it's, land. It's funny you say that because I only see the that kind of stuff like in Vancouver, like over in the West Coast. Oh, they have it here. There's a big course in the Don Valley, but the there's one on the there's a couple around the lake, and there's a high park one. But the one that's really epic is on uh, Toronto Island, and okay. they have um, there's a whole bunch of like strollers randomly, like old like falling apart strollers. And what you see is these guys ha- they push the stroller around, and often they're smoking weed or they have like beer <laughs> because it, it it is very like chill i guess <laughs> i don't know how else to put it like you don't it doesn't require a lot of like i don't know whatever people do this and so um when, i remember riding my bike with teddy's on toronto island and seeing a bunch of guys like six of them each with their own stroller and like all of them smoking and we were like what the heck and then it's like oh right it's frisbee golf and the strollers are like convenient for like carrying your frisbee so you know you know what's funny i'm just thinking uh how you're describing st- your strollers as like shopping carts basically <laughs> yeah basically yeah. you just have shopping carts just going down the course it's like how you have golf carts right exactly mm-hmm. but yeah like you can you you golf a bit right i remember you yeah that. yeah so i i haven't too much recently but that's a big thing i got into not so much the froth but more the more the traditional golf um, that's a big thing. My dad loves to golf. So whenever I'm visiting my dad, we, we've gone golfing a lot. And, uh, a couple of my friends back in Ottawa, um, are really big golfers. So I'll go out with them and that's, that's a really nice way to connect with nature. And that's, that's kind of my, my dad's probably go-to way of getting out in nature is he'll go out almost every night of the week if it's nice out and go walk you know, depending on the time of year and how long he can stay out, because where he lives, he can golf pretty much year round. Mm. Um, he'll go out and golf, you know, nine, 18 holes walking. And then it's like really good exercise because you're bringing your clubs around and walking pretty far, like a significant distance out in the sun. Um, a lot of the courses down here are just beautiful, like, you know, surrounded by trees. So you're out in nature, you're seeing all sorts of stuff. Um, all sorts of wildlife. Um, nice. Got some interesting stories of some uh, crazy wildlife I've seen at a couple courses down here. Oh, yeah. Um, like what? Um, I was, I forget what the name of the course, uh, I think it was Hickory Knob. It was actually a state park down in South Carolina. Um, we were camping at a separate state park for the weekend, or maybe even a full week, and my dad and I kept going, like, whenever we'd have free time and nothing going on we'd go golf at this hickory knob state park um, and they had a deal where you could if you paid for 18 holes during the week you could just golf until you didn't feel like golfing anymore and just like keep redoing That's the 18 amazing. holes <laughs> it was a nice course um and it was like the fourth of right around the fourth of july um and i remember thinking it was really cool because it felt really patriotic fourth of july there were eagles flying overhead oh, nice um over planned. Some, over like the lake and stuff in the background and we get to this one hole and there's this big bird and I don't remember if it was a hawk or an eagle but this giant bird eating something and as we get closer it was eating a snake just like shredding (laughs) it apart 
Jeez. Right in the middle, like uh, between where that, um, like by the final cut where the fairway kind of ends before you get to the green. Right. Um, like right in the middle of where we had to go. And we were, my dad and I were both kind of like hesitant of, do you think it'll fly off when we get close or should we give it a lot of room? It's the final wow. boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's epic. So, yeah. Wow. That was, that was a ton of fun. Um, that one we didn't interact with too much. Um, but then another time, a, a little while later, we had a much more uh, close call with wildlife when we were at a different course, uh, closer to where my dad lives. And, we had seen, we golfed the same course a couple times and there was this one hole where there was, um, a bunker that we didn't go look into well, but we were pretty sure there must've been a fox den down there. Cause every now and then you'd see these little fox pups or whatever you call baby foxes. Um, kit. and a mother fox around. What was that kit? Yeah. It's a kit. Cool. Learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was starting to get kind of dark out, and we were a few holes past that, but the way it kind of looped, we were probably pretty close to where the den was, um, and my dad and I both teed off, and it was one of my better shots of the day, because I was actually in the fairway. I wasn't going to have to go look for my ball, and while we were standing there kind of like walking back to the cart, my dad goes, hey, look at that, and we look, and one of the foxes is running out onto the fairway, and my dad's like oh, it almost looks like he thinks your ball's like an egg or something. It's like he's running right towards your ball. Oh, he's going to be surprised when he gets over there and we're kind of watching him instead of going to the carts. And all of a sudden the fox runs over to the ball and picks it up (laughs) and runs back to the tree line carrying my ball. (laughs) Luckily, like I realized by the time it got to the trees that it wasn't an egg or whatever it thought it was. So it like dropped it just off to the side. We were able to pick it up pretty easily, but... Right. But yeah, that was. <laughs> You're gonna play it from buddy. there, right? Like it doesn't count as a stroke. Oh, we we <laughs> I wrote it off at that point. It was so dark we could barely see. We took that as our signal that we should have stopped golfing already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing about spending time outdoors is you never know what you'll run into. Like even in Toronto, I've I run into coyotes and uh, like falcon, um, different kinds of birds and all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah. Yeah, definitely a perk. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know things down here uh, have been fairly loose recently, but uh, up there, you guys are getting a pretty strict lockdown with COVID going on. Um, how has that kind of affected these, like your ability to do some of these activities and get out and be in nature? Have you yeah. come up with any like good strategies of still making it outside? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty tough one. Like we were talking about our camping trips and stuff like that, and they all auto cancel. Like everything is just locked down. I think yeah. I think um, they just don't want people traveling outside of their region, which is understandable. Um, but it just made it a lot harder for all of us. Like uh, all the public courts, parks, and stuff like that are all locked. Um, the parks are weird. Like you can't stop. Like you have to be moving. If you just kind of chill at the park, like you'll get approached. Um, you might get citations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's been tough. So yeah, yeah that's that's pretty intense. It, it has affected my outdoor stuff, but I also find that out, you know outdoor stuff is still some of the things that's most available, even though you know there are limitations. Yeah, uh, you you can still go on a walk in the woods. You can still play frisbee golf and do stuff like that. At least you could i guess there's even newer restrictions that might make that harder you just have to keep moving that's the thing like you just can't sit down and chill 
right. I don't I don't know about golfing with a frisbee, but I know golfing without a frisbee, just regular golf, has been shut down in Ontario yep. for a little bit. Okay, exactly. Yeah. There you go. So not frisbee golf, but still nature is somewhat of a of an option. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to some ex- limited extent. To some extent, like we have the. Um, the cherry blossoms in High Park, those have been blocked off, like, understandably, because you don't want crowds going to a park just looking at cherry blossoms. But at the same time, like, there are parts of the park that are restricted that you can't just, you know, stroll through. Totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know um, I have a, one of my friends in Ottawa just recently went in that I don't know if they'll be doing the Tulip Festival this year in Ottawa, but it's, they have the Tulip Festival as this big section of this really big, I forget the name of the park, it's right down by like Little Italy and Dow's Lake. There's this big park right by the water that has just tons and tons of tulips. Um, and obviously, like to get them ready for the festival, they're usually there and blooming and stuff beforehand um and then the festival will start and it's a lot busier so she went and explored before the festival began and i guess it's all still there um people can go and see it and stuff i wonder if they'll actually officially have the festival this year though yeah i doubt it yeah at least not well not anytime soon eh? i guess Mm -hmm. there's no news about it so we don't know i mean we're still in the lockdown for a couple more weeks so who knows maybe it'll happen maybe it won't yeah oh boy yeah well (laughs) nature is still out there and you can still access it even if it's harder and it's definitely a nice refreshing thing you can do in the midst of this covid life so um yeah i don't know i i think we're running low on time should we leave it on that somewhat somber note and (laughs) well maybe maybe on a, a better note i think um it does look like things are improving for you guys and by the time this episode releases I think, I know I will be fully vaccinated, and I know by the time this episode airs, I think you guys should be eligible to have at least scheduled your first vaccine. Yeah. So things things Likely. are looking up. That's right. Things will hopefully start to open up more. And when they open up all the way, there's uh, tons we'll sh- of things for you guys to explore down here as soon as you can get down. and mm-hmm. We'll oh, share yes. our plans. Yeah. I want to we'll go to that sh- We'll share shop. the updated plans. Yeah. There's... <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff. So, brighter things to come. All right. Um, And with that, uh, I think that will do it for us this week. Uh, If you have any questions you'd like us to answer or ideas for future episodes, you can reach out on social media at The Trailbusters or email us info at The Trailbusters. Any other information can be found on our website, thetrailbusters.com. And finally, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast rate and review on itunes spotify google podcasts wherever you can get your podcasts uh, and tell a friend about us word of mouth is the best way to spread news about the show and get more listeners uh, for the trailbusters i'm ethan i'm bing i'm arnold just kidding. Well, <laughs> get down get down <laughs> and we'll see you on the trail <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs>